Hello, I'm Vivian Joy here for another Natter That Matters. And today I have the lovely, well, Kate Baker or Catherine, as you are in the uh, on the Facebook group, uh, Kate Baker from Jargon Free GDPR. Um, well, I know your business is called Virtual GoTo, but in my head, you are Jargon Free GDPR because, of course, that is what you do. Thank you for joining me from Egypt today here in, you know, the virtual world. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Yes, it's great to be here. <laughs> Sounds like it's really summery and lovely where you are. All birds. You can hear all the birds, can't you? I know. They're not very well behaved, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so thank you for being here with me. And I know that what you do is what most of us dread and hate and just go oh no I know I need to do something about that I know there's a whole load of rules I know there's a stuff I should implement I know that actually it's good for my own protection and for the protection of the people I'm keeping data for and then we all just go oh we'll put it on the list and we'll go and find a training and then I have to say that when GDPR first became a thing which now it was a long time ago now was it about five years ago nearly four years 2018 yeah 2018 and I went on a training. It was a half day. I think it was about 50 quid. And, uh, I, and I made loads of notes. And then what did I do? Nothing. <laughs> so I'm assuming that this is normal in your world. So tell me about your background, Kate. So what, how do you love this stuff? Why, why, why this stuff? Like, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <clears throat> it's not so much that I actually love, love this sort of stuff because it's really dry. Um, but I, I do love helping people to understand it for their business. Um, it's like tax, isn't it? We've got to understand at least something about it, a little bit about accounting and so on. Otherwise, we can't run our businesses. And um, with GDPR, the, the risks can be absolutely huge for small businesses. Um, but on the other hand, it seems so terrifying as a subject uh, I, I really like to debunk all that and make it really simple um, and all based around what you need for your business rather than, you know, well, you know, we could have a, a gilded cage full of GDPR wonderfulness. Um, it's just making sure that it works for you and your business because if it doesn't, you're not going to do it. There's no way. Who, who's got time to, to learn a, a completely different skill set? when it's not really their business um, no, I mean, it's no. supporting so you need years, to understand years ago i used to work for an hr consultancy and the t the things that changed within that world that were kind of legal updates that they used to send out to their clients and i was like mm, I, I set up their recruitment division i was like i am never going to need to know any of that and i don't want to know i don't want to know i just want to know i'm not breaking the law i'm not going to get sued i'm not going to upset anybody or anything uh, the contracts are all as they should be and i think it's about getting it in place but it just feels like a massive job to some of us because we don't know so i know that you've been working hard coming from a corporate background where you've worked with you know big uh, companies to actually make it understandable and like jargon free which is obviously a great name yeah. uh, bite size so um why do you think we're all scared of it what because we are definitely and i don't think i'm alone and if you're watching or listening to this and you don't feel scared of it then well done uh, you've obviously kind of learned it from somewhere because it's a big thing isn't it it's a lot it's a lot to learn Yes, it is. Um, I mean, I think um, the start of it for a lot of people was just running up to when it all came into force, um, sort of 2017 running into 2018. 
and then it was so much in the news and it was full of the horror stories and everything pretty much that you see in the news tends to revolve about oh Google's being fined 50 million pounds or and it's all these massive figures that are coming out which works in one way to make you nervous and in the other way to think well I'm not Google I'm not a big company it doesn't really apply to me um, and so there's a bit of a, a, a conflict there it's the worry that well maybe I ought to be doing something and then on the other hand well you know if I don't do anything I'm not going to get caught out but the risk is there um, so so yeah I mean hey what are the risks I know I put you in touch with a woman I met on a retreat who had a, a brilliant health and wellness business that she'd kind of built during lockdown, kind of almost accidentally. And I said to her about her GDPR, I said, how do you collect the data of these people? And she said, oh, no, it doesn't it doesn't apply to me. And like, uh, 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 so I know that I know you've been speaking to her. So what what are the risks? What are what are the penalties if you like what what could go wrong for small businesses i mean and these are businesses from any turnover aren't they this isn't you have to have a six yeah, figure or yeah yeah i mean because the fines are based on a percentage of your annual turnover um, which is why you see these massive figures for the really big companies but the point is for smaller companies okay the figure itself might be smaller but it's huge if it's taken off the top of your your you know gross profits I mean, it's absolutely massive. It could be enough to wipe out a small business. But for me, that isn't actually the most um, risky thing. It's all the effort that you put into building your brand and getting your image out there. And you have something like a complaint to the ICO by somebody saying that you haven't looked after their data and it gets into the news for any reason or into just your circle and your brand is destroyed. And that actually can be far more far-reaching than the money because you might you might have cash reserves so you can pay the fine. How are you going to repair the damage to your brand? Um, what about your customer service, your clients? You owe them ethically a duty of care to take care of the information that they've shared with you because information is so valuable. Um, that you need to make sure that you're looking after them and it's part and parcel of what you do for your clients and your customers. I mean, obviously, that's not just the only sort of data that you hold because anybody that you work with, um, employees or freelancers or contractors, you're going to have their information. You're going to have information from um, the people who work you uses your supplier your con their contact details so all of this is the sort of data that you're going to be holding on to and looking after um, and, and I mean for me it's very strongly a matter of ethics more than anything else I think when it all became like there was all of a sudden everybody who you're on the email list sent an email saying oh I basically can you resubscribe because basically I'm in the shit because I probably got you off a list from I don't know the back of beyond but I think a lot of it was focused around how you captured data not how you stored or used or deleted i think so a lot of people don't understand the gdpr and i'm sure there's more to it than that than i'm even talking about but actually a lot of it because the capture part is what everyone sees so if you're seen to be doing the right thing then people would assume which it really isn't the case at all and it's interesting because you were wearing off on me kate so every time i have a conversation with you i think oh shit i think i'm doing that i need to go and check like uh and i went to we emma and i've been looking at houses um 
we're thinking of kind of moving. And every um, letting agent has a very different way of collating data. One actually asked if it was okay to keep our data, which I thought, whoa, you'd have been like high-fiving them. What they do with it after that, I don't know. But uh, we went to see one yesterday and my details and everyone else's details were written on a sheet and she asked me to sign the sheet. I nearly passed out. I went, you do know I can see the data, like all of it, their name, their address, their phone number, their email address. They clearly got very manual systems. They're a beautiful little, you know, they were lovely. Clearly got no idea. And I was like, wow, like we've still got that going on. And I remember years ago, I used to work for a hair and beauty wholesaler. And even then I used to think that's not right. Um, they had regular customers like hair salons that used to come in and buy all their hair colors and, you know, bleach. And they had on post-it notes, like we have all around our computer, don't we, most of us, mm. the credit card details of all their key customers. So that when someone rang up, they didn't have to take it again. They used to just, but you do know someone could just come and rip all those post-it notes across there and they've got a beautiful, I could just go and order what they like from anywhere. So I think there's always been these, you know, writing in the back of books, hairdressers on the back of cards. I know one of my hairdressers used to have uh, years, and, I mean, a long time ago, my my credit card detail on the back of the card where my colour was there and, you know, all that. so there's loads and loads i think it comes from every business doesn't it um right down to yes. i mean the data protection has been in law now for decades i mean you know gdpr um was just how it was put all together and defined uh, in europe and i mean obviously the uk was involved in all of that definition it's not something that was inflicted on us um but i mean we've had data protection laws for a long long time i mean i used to work in a bank when I lived in the UK um, for many years and we obviously we had to be very very careful about confidentiality and and obviously complying with the data protection laws as they were yeah. um, but I mean all of us you only have to think if you've got somebody saying oh can you let me have so-and-so's telephone number would you do that without asking the person if it was okay yeah. and I mean it really is that fundamental it's just treating other people's data the way that you would like yours to be treated because it's yours it's nobody else's just because you share it with somebody it doesn't magically become theirs to do with as they want although there are organizations that do do that um and we won't mention further reaching countries because I still get those emails from I'm assuming India or I don't know where they're coming from where there's no way of uh, and I send a message with massive letters saying do not message me again I unsubscribe like yeah. uh, and of course you get another one and yeah another I mean one. strangely yeah. enough you mentioned India but they've got a data protection law coming in and theirs is going to be quite tough I mean how they'll apply it is another thing because Egypt's um, data protection equivalent of GDPR, very, very similar. I think they just cut and pasted a lot of it, literally. Um, came oh, in last October. That's the privacy policy. Oh, I copied it from so Yeah, so, yeah. So, so they did the same with the law. Um, but they that came in last, last October. But I know with absolute certainty that majority of the population aren't even aware of it at all and, and just will not think it applies to them at all. For example, if you go to the doctor, the doctor will tell you what's wrong with you um, in front of the waiting room full of people. Wow. No problems. You can take anybody in with you. I mean, normally it's like a party when they go in to see the doctors. There'll be at least four people. And they, they discuss everything in graphic detail. There's no, no confidentiality at all. I'm so, not is it? But I suppose it's just it's norm. It's the normal, isn't it? It's it like is. It is. And I mean, Egypt's not the the only country at all. And they, I mean, they're the 
the penalties for getting things wrong in Egypt include jail sentences. So, I mean, as always, it's always really tough here, but then people just don't take any notice. Um, I mean, you should come and drive here. Oh, good. <laughs> it's hard enough in Norfolk. I don't know. They're not, they're, none of them got anywhere to go. I swear to God, I'm just like, I have a hard time having road rage going, come on, there's no <laughs> I say, No, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd fare well there. No, definitely. Or Italy. No, they, they don't drive well. But uh, sorry, anybody that's from those countries, I'm sure you're fabulous. <laughs> just all the others but um yeah so really interesting thing to do and i know that you um have created online trainings because i know that when i try to do anything like this i get a bit confused and well menograin as well so menopause but i just kind of start to go oh god and then kind of get left behind so i know that you've got online programs that people can work through at their own pace because of course we've all got different businesses and at some stage you need more don't you? You need to take more time, yes. whereas because we're all, all doing it in different ways. Like I've got big lists, whereas some people have got smaller lists, but maybe more data. Like I don't have addresses of people unless I've sent them a physical product, typically, whereas somebody might have a business where they're selling T-shirts and they've probably got different yeah. data. So they would take more notice on that part. So um, and I know also that you um, run group sessions. So, um, yeah. So what's the thing that gets asked the most? What's, I'm just curious. Obviously, I coach business owners all day. What is the thing? Well, I find that the thing that most people have heard of and are concerned about and think is the be-all and end-all is their privacy notice. Yes, me too, yeah. including me. <laughs> yeah, but they, and, and it is true. It is very, really important because it's the one thing that everybody's got to have that is visible by the world if you're on the internet and you haven't done any geo-blocking. Um, and and it is your it's basically your promise to the people whose data that you collect already or want to collect um, of, of what you will do with their data so it's it lays it all out for them um, everything from your contact details um, right down to how they can withdraw consent to what suppliers you use that transfer their data to other countries so that it really is um, as I say you promise for what you're going to do and basically once it's in there that's what you should be doing um, different terms and conditions because I think there's lots of confusion as completely to separate yes yeah, don't ever combine yeah don't combine them nothing like um, I had a recruitment agency and we had them combined but they were physical printed off so I think we probably got away with it yeah. um but yeah so that's a different thing that's about your service provision isn't it and the sale yes I mean if you've got any returns or refunds policy or yeah anything like that is your terms and conditions but your privacy notice is all about the data that you the personal data that you deal with because GDPR only covers personal data but do look out become, because in the coming years, they will be moving over to cover business data as well. Oh, I don't see. know how that's going to look. I could keep the data of ABC Limited. Don't even know. I use them as an excuse. There's probably there's always probably an ABC Limited somewhere. Sorry, I keep using you as an example. But I can keep their data. Like I can keep their switchboard phone number and their address and their. Yeah, yeah all of the generic stuff that doesn't oh, okay. personally identify an individual is oh, fine. Okay. It doesn't fall under GDPR at all. Um, but yeah, but any personal data, and it doesn't have to be just one thing, it doesn't have to be like somebody's name, uh, it could be their position in a particular company where there's only one person with that position because it personally identifies them. So, and things like digital, uh, like your IP address, can be an identifier. Um, if you've got a photograph 
and you're standing in your cars there and it's got your, your uh, license number on then there, there is a way that that could be linked to you or if you're standing uh, in front of your house and there's a really identifiable landmark nearby um, obviously there's you as the person by there and you then have identified that person so it's really quite complicated but for majority of, of small businesses like ours it, it comes down to things that are much less complicated than that um, and the question that freaked me out is when I was talking to you about emails and I said proudly having had recruitment businesses and actually there's definitely confusion around accounts because accounts you have to keep stuff especially as a limited company for a certain amount of years. Yeah but, but you yeah. I have to keep everything so I'm proudly saying yeah I keep all the emails going back to however long and you just said and what are you doing with that data? <laughs> I remember thinking I just went a bit cold thinking well I'm not doing anything it's just there to evidence like in recruitment we had to evidence the communications and the agreements and so I would have had a purpose for keeping that data whereas actually if someone emails me and says I want to join your program there's probably no need for me to keep that yeah. at all. I, I mean as a, as a rule of thumb only keep the data that you actually need because anything else is just making your risk footprint that much bigger and the whole idea for a business is to keep your risk as low as, as possible. So all you need to think about is whatever the data is, if somebody asked you, why have you got that? What would you say? Well, because I thought I had to, I suppose. I know that is a bit like if you do something wrong in your accounting, you are actually responsible regardless. So, you know, um, not knowing is not right. It's not enough. Is it? It's not the it's not the answer. Oh, I didn't know that. Slap on the wrist. You know, um, yeah, I, we could talk about this forever because I know every time I have a conversation, I, again, today, once again, I'm like, oh, I need to go and check that. Uh, it makes me think, oh, shit. And I look back at some of the CRM, you know, customer retention management systems I've had in the past where exactly like that. So you'd have the master copy of the company and then all the different managers so I used to recruit for you know the sales manager the marketing manager and I would have had all their put their email addresses within the company and sometimes their mobile phone numbers sometimes their home phone numbers because they would work from all over and I look back and think thank god I haven't got that business anymore that would have been so I'd have had to have got permission from each one of those to keep that data would I how would that have worked no no I mean if they've come to you for instance with an inquiry about uh, business or they've actually done business with you um then you're okay to have that information they are actually a client of yours you you can actually send them um, marketing information out as well which is almost a different subject all on its own um, because that isn't covered by uh, it is covered by gdpr from the point of view of personal data but it's actually the privacy and electronic communications regulation that that falls under and i have to say yes yeah, don't panic don't panic really don't panic that most of the fines that have been levied have been because people have broken those regulations, not GDPR, like nuisance calls, phoning people who are on the um, the telephone preference. Most, people, most small business owners who have not are just starting out, and I know because that's mainly who are in my academy, they don't even know that exists. So they're just randomly ringing companies. Yeah, I'm like, absolutely. you can't do that. No, I know, it's a big deal. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, uh, somebody that um, a friend of mine she's she does social media and stuff for people um, and she was saying that she's got a client who she's actually thinking she's going to drop because they want to basically just um, drag in emails either find them online or buy in lists and 
basically spam people that's what it amounts to and she's tried her best to explain so i sort of i've done her a little explanation so she can you know tell them why that's that's not a good idea aside from the business practice um she says their deliverability is going down the pan it's absolutely terrible because of what they're doing um but she says the way you do everything isn't it so if you don't yeah absolutely so so she's uh she's seriously considering not not working with them anymore and that's not unusual um there's there's a group that i'm in of of data protection professionals like a chat group which is brilliant um and they there's some of the stories that come out are horrendous um and even after like nearly four years and some of these are bigger business much much bigger businesses or organizations and they still want to do things that I mean like I said earlier on it's not a question of just being against the law it's bad business highly unethical and bottom line stupid because you're gonna alienate so many people I'm laughing at how passionate you get. You're as passionate about this as I am mindset, like helping people get their stuff and move it and shake it and get rid of it. Like you can really, like I can really feel it. Like you're like, no, like you're the campaigner, aren't you, for these things? Oh, okay, we could have this conversation all day long. We really could um, because it's such a big subject. So if people that are listening to watching this or, you know, on replay or however they're doing so, and they want and they're thinking oh shit which is probably what's gonna happen some of them are going, oh shit i definitely need to have a look at that or i'm not even though they've looked at it i'm not quite sure if i did it right or i wasn't advised correctly because like any industry there's there's crap advisors aren't there there's you know, dodgy yeah. people out there what how can they get in touch with you what's the first step what's your how do they get into your world <clears throat> um the, the best thing to do is to join my jargon free gdpr facebook group because um, I'm, I'm checking that all the time, like loads of us do. Um, and I mean, I can help with answers. And then if it's something in more detailed, something that shouldn't be in the public domain, then I've got um, things like my instant GDPR, which is an hour long session. And basically you can ask me all the questions that you, you need to. You can show me stuff that you're worried about and you will end up with some a series of actions that you can take afterwards to sort out what's wrong with you <laughs> it does what it says on the tin very nice like it that. does it does and then my uh, my other which is a, a shorter session which is my 30 minute solution that tends to be where you've got a particular problem that you need to work through maybe in finer detail um and and again you will come out with you'll get a recording of it because we'll do it on zoom but you'll also end up with a series of actions that you can take to solve your problem. And then, you know, you can come back to me again if you want to. Um, and then ultimately, you'll have solved your own problem because it will yeah, fit so your business. Like an overview of this is what I'm doing. This is how I've got it. Like a, a bit of an assessment almost and a kind of yeah. instant fix. And the other one is, ooh, actually, this definitely needs some work. And it's like a deeper dive. That's So they're the two kind of ways. Yeah, they can... yeah um, I'm, I'm actually working on... Um, a DIY module at the moment which will allow you to look at your business uh, under various headings to see what you've got and what you ought to have yeah. so that again you've got a much more detailed plan that you can work on according to your own time scale I'm not holding you to our time scale and then if you want to some um, more help like in a group session then that's available 
um, and then obviously there's the one-to-ones if, if there's something that needs to be drilled down so that you know whatever you've got you can solve it ultimately what GDPR is is a set of not exactly standards but it's um, various things that you have to achieve that you should have in your business it isn't a series of you've got to do it this way you must use this you must have it done in this time scale you set all of that so you decide what tools you like they can be the ones you're already using it's just how you use them to achieve the same and all you've got to remember is whatever you do you need to have a record of it because even if you've done the most wonderful GDPR organization possible if you don't have any written records of it it doesn't matter yeah. because if anything goes wrong and heaven help us it does it doesn't um, but if it does that's what they're going to ask for and there are certain documents that they always ask for first off and all of these that you've got it's not a case of having them just to use if something goes wrong they're not just an insurance policy they're all working documents to make things more streamlined in your business so that as your business grows if you take people on you've actually got these things that they can work with um, like having your, your policies or, or how things are done write it down because then if somebody joins you you can share that document with them and it saves you keep boiling your cabbages as my grandma would say um, and it also means that everybody's doing things the same way and it also helps people like me who redesign things in their head if they haven't got it written down how it's already done the number of times that I've thought oh I must do that and I'll make myself some notes and then I'll come across something because my filing system I'm terrible I have files inside of folders inside of folders in, it's like you know and so I lose things and I'll suddenly come across something I think hang on a minute I've already done this and I'll probably have come up with the same ideas, but but that's that is my thing. I actually launch things that I probably created three or four years ago, and I find it, and I've decided again. I thought that's a great idea. Why haven't I done that before? I'm like, I oh, know you kind of nearly did. Timing, I think, changes things. But it's yeah, been absolutely yeah. lovely to have you with us here today, Kate. And uh, I do. Um, uh, recommend that you reach out and have a chat with Kate join a group and learn even just watch on the sidelines if you're a bit scared to admit you're not doing it right because you're probably not um, and then Kate obviously is your person uh, very straight talking and obviously online it's all online so it doesn't matter where you are in the world as yeah, with I'm, I'm, uh, come along I do a free workshop on the first Wednesday of every month so um, for members of the group so join the group just drop in if you don't want to yeah. say anything you don't have to you're not going to be put on the on the, the line but if it does raise things in your business specifically, then we can deal with them there and then. So you're very welcome. Do come along. Wonderful. I shall be there. Thank you very much, Kate. It's been lovely to have you with us. And Thank I look forward to having you on again. Bye. Bye.